and welcome to the Retro Game Time Machine Podcast. At the time of recording, it is December the 27th. It's still 2020. I'm Ash the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes with the weather report is Andy the Android. Hello. Hey, how's the weather? Oh, it's, uh, you know, sunny and beautiful with a chance of rain in the near future. Yeah, I thought it was going to be raining a lot more. Uh, and by a lot more, I mean at all so far today. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I saw late last night, I saw that, uh, you know, for the last week, they were saying it's going to rain today. But uh, I think it's going to get pushed till tomorrow. Yeah, my partner is even out on a walk right now with a friend of hers um, during this, which I thought was not going to be possible today. I thought we were going to get uh, rained indoors. Yeah, it was going to be a lovely, you know, uh, rainy day for gaming. Uh, yeah, I have, I have, I've had less of an excuse to be sitting here and, and playing games today because it actually still has been nice out, but oh well. Um, before we get into anything else, I do just want to throw out, uh, so thanks for those of you that are listening. Um, this obviously is coming in between the times that we normally put out episodes, so you're getting, getting three weeks in a row uh, right now. So this is a special bonus episode where we are going to be talking about our uh, top five games released in 2020. And we each have our own personal lists, which we did not consult each other <laughs> about our lists ahead of time. And then we also have a uh, top five games that we played in 2020, but released in another year. Um, so yeah, we're going to be going through some of that. But before we get into those lists, how was your holiday? I was uh, I was useless this Christmas. I had the most useless Christmas <laughs> I've, I've had on record. Um, that's, mostly, that's how it should be, right? At least this year. Yeah, at least this year. Um, my dad came to visit me, and uh, we had a nice Christmas Eve dinner and a couple of days hanging out before. Um, but he left on Christmas morning, so. I literally just laid on the couch and watched like approximately nine hours of NBA basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was really it. Um, and I, I kind of ate leftovers and I just sort of made a mental, you know, like a internal decision that I was going to uh, do nothing this Christmas because everything is closed anyway. And, and yeah. everything is closed uh, this year anyway. So um today's the day I'm just going to be useless. So nice. Uh, how was yours? Um, it was good. Uh, started it off by, um, by the time I woke up and I woke up kind of late. Uh, I've been, I've been sleeping in the past few days, which has been nice. nice. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was, I had just woken up and my, I could already hear my partner was out in the living room. Um, sounded like she was making breakfast. So she actually made, uh, an apple crisp for us to have with yogurt. I didn't have it with yogurt. I just ate it like it was dessert for breakfast, basically. <laughs> um, she ate it with yogurt. And uh, so she made that. She made me coffee, which is really nice, um, and made herself some tea. And then we basically just came, went back into the bedroom. We brought in our, our fake lit up tree, um, which actually really isn't a tree. It's just a spiral of plastic in the shape of a tree, but it's lit up really nice and it looks oh. pretty. Um, so, you know, no, no cleanup. Um, and yeah, and then we just kind of sat up in bed, did presents. Uh, one of our cats was on the bed with us all morning and that was really nice. And then 
um, just read a book in bed for a while. Um, yeah, that was, that was at least the first half of the day. And then we had a nice dinner together. Um, and the part in between, I was playing a lot of the game that she got me and I had asked for uh, Link's Awakening on the Switch. And man, that's a good game. That is, that is so much fun. I played a lot of that on, uh, on Christmas Day. Yeah, I've I've uh, played a, a good deal of that game, but not not all of it. Um, but it, I can I concur. It is a good game. Yeah, well, it felt really good, especially since the the current game that we're playing for our next episode is a link to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I was almost worried that it was going to feel like too much Zelda. Um, but I'm really jonesed to play both of them right now. Like I'm, I'm really having a good time with Link to the Past, and I can't wait till we talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, we'll make a Zelda fan out of you yet. I mean, breath, like Breath of the Wild is what it took to really kind of get me into it, which I think is funny. It's like it took the most different Zelda game to get me into the like the rest of the series. Even though I've I've played uh, quite a bit of the Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. it's kind of interesting because, uh, in like, a uh, developer interviews on breath of the wild, the, um, developers in Nintendo, their, their first task before making breath of the wild was to, uh, reprogram the original, uh, Zelda and with new mechanics and stuff. So it's, it's kind of interesting that you started with breath of the wild and now we're kind of going back to the roots. It's like, it's coming full circle, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's, it, it, it just, as I was describing it, it made me think of like different bands that I've gotten into where it's like, I listened, like finally listened to their newest album and that's what pulled me in. And then I went back and listened to the whole back catalog, realizing that a lot of the older stuff is the best stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely uh, have become much more of a Zelda fan in this past week than I have ever been. Uh, that's yeah. yeah, it's it's great. I, I sometimes I dive back in, you know, every once in a while, and I'm just can't get enough Zelda for a while, and then uh, I re- will revisit the series at some other point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. This is definitely making me want to play a Link Between Worlds, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I think after I finish a Link to the Past, still like want to see if I can get through Link's Awakening, but then I'll probably like go on a Zelda hiatus for a little while before I uh, decide to try out A Link Between Worlds. Yeah, I'll be primed and ready. I've done that. I've finished a game, you know, and come like starving for more. And then I go to the next game and then I burn out. (laughs) So that's a, that's a, it's a rough one. So it's, it's, I think every game, sometimes you need to take some time, play some other stuff. um, Yeah. And then to really appreciate it. So. Absolutely. Um, let's see any, anything, anything fun you, you got for Christmas or that you gave for Christmas that you want to call out? Uh, you know, not, not really, not particularly my, um, my dad gave me an impact driver, which was oh, nice. <laughs> so it's like adult. Hey, that's a good gift. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really nice. So that was, um, that was handy. I also got, um, a new rake and a new shovel. So, <laughs> Hey, the adult stuff is good stuff to get. Yeah. I mean, I, I primarily, other than the one video game I asked for, I was like, I would love some new slip on vans. I would love some new socks. I would love a new pair of jeans. Um, so yeah, kind of, kind of got stuff like that. Um, Yeah. 
I, I think, you know, my, um, my partner and I, we purchased a TV, like yeah. that was our kind of gift to each other. We, we kind of went halves on it. And nice. <laughs> so it was kind of a gift to each other so we could spend more time watching TV and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, how about, uh, how about you? So did you get all those things you just rattled off? Yes, I did. I did get those things. And then actually, um, two books, um, one of them is like a illustrated book. Um, it's like a, a book of comics, um, but like think far side type comic, mm. um, at least, you know, like a single frame generally. Um, but it is a book called, Oh crap. Was just called, um, a something of pigeons. Oh. Um, but it's, it's a, it's Steve Martin. Steve Martin wrote the stuff that's in the comic and then a uh, artist from who I think does the New Yorker comic um, did this book in collaboration with Steve Martin. Um, And I just, as I was turning almost every page, it was making me laugh out loud. Um, I I do really enjoy Steve Martin's humor. So that's a big part of it. But um, yeah, so I got that. And then also Ready Player Two. And... I so far I am enjoying it. I did really enjoy the first book. Um, I enjoyed the movie. So, yeah, so I'm enjoying it so far, and uh, hope that I will enjoy it all the way through the end. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I'm curious if they're going to be, uh, you know, sort of revisiting old characters. I'm sure they'll be introducing new characters. And so, uh, yeah, with with zero spoilers, this game or this game, this book, book uh, on a, about games. And yeah, other it, things. it starts. <laughs> like three days or nine days after the first book ends. Crazy. Um, so yeah. So like it's, it's a direct continuation of the story with the characters and everything. Um, but yeah, I thought the first one was a lot of fun. So I imagine I'll feel the same way about this one. Awesome. Um, I've been uh, speaking of books and, and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I've been catching some of the uh, Harry Potter movies that are on broadcast on TV. And uh, I think the, there's the, the last three movies I have not seen. So I actually recorded them. Oh. So I'm going to get a chance to watch those. So. Nice. They're good. Yeah. You know, you know what they, they really are. I've, I've been going through the audiobooks and I'm on. Oh, uh, and the audiobooks are good too. The audiobook's really good. Shout outs to Jim Dale. Um, anyway, it's a uh, so yeah, they're so good. I'm I'm going through the fourth book and just kind of rediscovering my love because I I really haven't been into this stuff in really years, like at least in into the fiction, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, hey, when you're done with that series, then you got Lego Harry Potter. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. I I do I actually. I have both of the games of on 360. That's like oh, all of the books. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing too. For some reason I, I did burn, I really, really do like uh, Lego Star Wars game. Like, um, excuse me, the original Lego Star Wars is one yeah. of my favorite games ever. Um, but for some reason I did burn out on them for some reason. Um, well, they're, you know. Like a little monotonous, I think. They are. They're, they're collect-a-thons, um, yeah. but they have a little bit more going for them than some other collect-a-thon type games, but they're still fun. Totally. Like it's, it's just fun to see Legos with whatever other properties uh, and you know they, that you enjoy, like Star Wars and like I haven't played actually any of the the DC or Marvel ones. Yeah, I heard that you know Lego the Hobbit was really good too. That oh one, yeah, and, um, just kind of some of the tech that they had on display and so is 
it's cool. It's just after a couple levels of smash everything, I kind of was like, okay, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> smash <laughs> I'm good. and collect everything. I'm good. It's um, I'm I'm good with smashing things for a while. So, because um, some of the puzzles, that's really what I kind of felt like I was doing is just smash everything until I proceeded. Yeah. So, um, oh, and also uh, Lego City Undercover, not based on an existing license. Man, but- I still have not played that. It's also a good game, but for some reason, I've I've tried to play through it twice, and I lost steam at some point in the game. So yeah, that's that is still something I want to try out because I like I heard a lot of great things about it when it was released on the Wii U, and then they re-released it on the Switch. Um, it's probably on other stuff too, but for some reason, I feel like Nintendo, like a Nintendo platform, is the right place to play that. Yeah, the the uh, parody like or spoof comedy that they they do in that game is awesome they they have a shawshank nice. redemption section of <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing you're like who is this game for i don't understand all but, right you're yeah. selling me on it yeah um cool well let's see we got anything else before we want to do our top fives I, I say we get into it. Um, and, you know, I guess we didn't really talk about it. Did we want to stop, start with the, the, the bottom so, and work our yeah, way up? Yeah, so I, I think it'd be good to work, work our way up. We can take turns, uh, you know, announce, you know, individually what our, or, you know, say, say you go, you say what your number five is, why it's your number five, um, and, then, and then I'll go. Sound good? Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, we um, we haven't coordinated this list at all, but you will know no, some but parallels. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. So yes, like like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and Andy just mentioned, we did not collaborate on our lists. We came up with them independently, and then put them into the outline today to actually witness uh, what each one of us put in here. So. Yeah, and you know, feel free to to dive in here too. But I, I, um, so my number five for games released in 2020 is uh, Streets of Rage Four. Um, I, I admit I didn't play a ton of this game. I, you know, cleared a few levels, cleared a few bosses, but this game did leave enough of an impression on me to where I think it's one of the most quality games that I played this year. That is brand new. Nice. Um. Anything in particular, you know, stand I, I, out? I liked the um, sort of depth that you had with the move sets, and there's different like kind of strategies you could do. Like I cleared a couple levels without actually knowing all the moves that I, my character could do. I think I cleared the entire game without really realizing that. <laughs> yeah, and just um, I think there's a uh, one move that it the game got a lot easier once I figured it out. But it's sort of the uh, uh, right or left in a direction twice on the joystick and then you press X and that's like your special move um, which is kind of difficult to land but it is uh, one of your sort of like I don't know uh, like your magic ability that doesn't actually use magic so it's kind of a skill based yeah. attack it's, it's, it's kind of like that the attack that you get in Turtles in Time the one that, that actually though takes health from you <laughs> Yeah, when you mash that uh, A and what would be the X yeah. button together, yeah. right? So together, and then it's like, uh, like well, actually, I guess whatever it is for the turtle, but yeah, that it takes like two HP from you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly like that. So, um, I really like the boss design, the art style. I mean, 
it's uh, the the game also feels balanced in a way that you know the health pickups are kind of exactly where you need them to be like after a tough fight yeah if you're doing yeah if you're doing well enough they're they're like very perfectly placed exactly so if you're not you know pacing your health properly you know you're gonna die but once you kind of figure out where you need to be like okay i need to have my guard up right now um so I, I definitely want to play more of it. I did enjoy playing um, with an arcade stick as well. It was a great showcase of that. Um, yeah. I need to bust that thing out. I'm looking at it. It's not been getting some love for the past couple <laughs> of weeks here, but uh, soon. Yeah. Uh, we, and actually, that's something we can play co-op too. Yeah, that's a good... You'll have to drag me through that game too. Heck so. yeah, I'd be happy to. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, anything else for your number five? No. No. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do uh, my number five of the top five games that I played released in 2020. And my number five is also Streets of Rage 4. Um, so for, for a lot of the same reasons that you just said that you picked Streets of Rage 4, um, those, are, those are also a lot of my reasons. But I also need to throw out the fact that the soundtrack is still awesome. Like the new soundtrack for four, love it. Um, I love the classic soundtrack options. And like, I listen to that when I play sometimes too. Um, I also like, I really love the fan servicey stuff that they've done with the uh, unlockable, like pixelated characters. Like absolutely love that. I also love the Easter egg stuff that they put in where you can like teleport and do a 16 bit boss battle from like streets of rage two um, or other streets of rage games. And uh, like, I love cherry, the new character. Uh, I love that she can run. <laughs> She's like the only character I think that can run. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, like when this game was first announced, I was both simultaneously excited and I was very skeptical, not only of would it feel like a Streets of Rage game, but the art style. Like at first, the art style, I was like, I don't know, man, like every every game that gets released that looks like this, it just feels like a Flash game to me. Yeah, And this doesn't feel like a Flash game. Like, it definitely does not feel like a Flash game. It, it really does feel like a Streets of Rage game. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many levels. Um, I, I do really enjoy the progression system. Um, I do think that it's awesome that you can play online co-op. I think you can only do two-player online co-op. Mm. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But I think you can play with three players locally or something like that. Oh. Or either that, or I'm confusing that with um, Battletoads. I see. Which, spoilers, that is not on my list, but it was still fun. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I, I don't know if I have anything else to say about Streets of Rage 4. Um, oh, actually, so this, I just have to mention it. It's it's not why it's in my top five list, um, but I did get the limited run version of streets of rage four for the switch that came in the genesis style case it's a nice uh, touch yeah so i mean 
I, I was a total sucker for that. Like I had to, I had to do that. Um, <laughs> like how can we get Mash's money? <laughs> seriously. And that's, and that's how they got me with Panzer Dragoon as well. Uh, yeah. I saw that, that one. That looks, that one looks yeah, beautiful. With the, with the, uh, the Saturn style case. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, Streets of Rage 4, solid number five pick, I think. Um, and it was so nice to see this series return after however many years. Like I have a very short write-up of this on uh, on our website. So if anyone wants to know what I said about this game a couple months ago, <laughs> you can go check it out on our website. Um, but yeah, that's it. So that's, that's number five out of the way. Um, do you want to take us forward with number four? Yeah, this is, this is, unfortunately, it's another one that I played. I didn't play like a ton of it, um, but this is a great game. So, all right, man, this is your list. You yeah. can do whatever you want. This is true. This is true. But let me um, give you a scenario. Like this, this is my game when I'm, you know, I realize that I have to download uh, Halo, uh, the Master Chief collection, like all over again, because for some reason, uh, the patch <laughs> corrupted my install and it's a whole 90 gigabytes to download. Like, so what I'll do is I will fire up this game, uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill. And uh, since it's on Game Pass and I'll just sort of do these, it's a great, you know, it's a game that I can sort of have a conversation and play at the same time. That doesn't mean that it's easy, um, but it is yeah. something, you know, that you sort of improve with. Um, it has this isometric view uh, similar to Untitled Goose Game, if you've played that. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, you're, you're just, you have this mountain bike that you're taking downhill uh unfortunately with the control scheme i can't remember which one i like because you can either do uh camera perspective correct controls or um oh yeah i know what you mean yeah when the or you can do it when you're turn left your bike turns left even though that's right since the biker's facing you so anyway uh for some reason i just kind of pick one that feels better and then i away i go (laughs) um Anyway, uh, so the game is very kind of run-based and you're like, oh, this is kind of easy. But then the game starts throwing challenges at you, like getting down the mountain with only crashing so many times. Um, and when you crash, you go back to a checkpoint and a mountain might have like two, three, four checkpoints as you're going down the mountain. Um, and then they introduce harder maps. And then there are these shortcuts that will test your patience because you'll know that, man, I can, I, I will smoke this time if I could just make this huge jump, but it's next to impossible. And I only landed about 1% of the time. Um, so it will, you know, kind of make you pull your hair out, but it, it, you just get the feeling that the more you play, the better you're going to get at it. Um, as with most things in life. Um, so it's, it's a great little game. I, uh, kind of wish that I have it. I had it on switch, um, but I have it on game pass. So I actually haven't purchased it, but, um, I think I'll be playing more of this game. So (laughs) is this game on the switch? Um, it is on the switch. You can get it on the switch, but, uh, and it's probably best played there. Uh, it's just that game pass is game pass. So heck yeah. (laughs) I mean, otherwise, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I probably wouldn't have tried it. I don't know. It's, yeah, no, I, I've seen this game on Game Pass, and I've been kind of curious. Um, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to give it a go now. Actually, someone that we uh, mutually know um, tossed out on this game uh, on a, on a like a 
a chat at work. They said, I don't really play video games. Um, and this person's an avid mountain bike rider, but I am loving this game. <laughs> so oh, really? even if you're not really into games, uh, you know, it's a, might be a good pick. Nice. All right. Well, I'll do my number four. Um, I, I would not have expected this game to be anywhere in this list um, when I heard that it was coming out. I didn't even know if I was going to play this game. Um, and this game is Minecraft Dungeons. So I think I think I played it because you and I, and did we play with somebody else? Uh, yeah, yeah, we played with a friend of mine. Uh, my, okay. My friend Crossum. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was going to say, I, th- I thought I remember playing three-player. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... Man, this game is fun. Um, I mean, we we had that brief, like that first session. If I would not have played with you guys, I don't think I would have played it at all after that. Wow. Um, like I like I probably wouldn't have downloaded it to even try it out. So thank you for encouraging me to play this because um, I like I don't know with most things. Um, I just, I like playing games with people, even if it's not the type of game that I would normally like pick up and play myself. Like I, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, this was one of those games, but I went on to actually play this on my own and really enjoy it. And then I also played it on the Extra Life stream um, and also played it on stream in preparation for the Extra Life stream. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like Diablo Light. I guess, which I'm say I'm I'm borrowing that phrasing from somebody else who has played Diablo. Mm-hmm. I have incredibly limited experience with Diablo. I know that I played it way back when um, on my dad's PC, mm-hmm. but it was similar to the way that I had played like a Link to the Past uh, when I first played a Link to the Past. Where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna just like hit a couple things and like move around and do whatever, but not really get too invested in the game. Um, but yeah, like the, the worlds are really fun. Your abilities are really like also really fun to use. Um, just, I don't know, just the overall design of everything. Like it just, it feels so well-made and I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just so much more fun than I expected to have with a game like this. Cause I, I traditionally don't play games like this at all, which I guess would be obvious since I said that I didn't really play Diablo. Um, So yeah, anyway, this, this game, I feel like is my foot in the door to this particular genre. I don't know if it'll take me much further. Um, And I still feel like I have some more fun to have in this game. Um, But I've played so many more hours than I ever imagined I would. And again, it's on game pass. That was also why I played it. So um so yeah, thanks Game Pass for having a bunch of really great games that I would never have played otherwise. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm being quiet here a little bit intentionally um, because yeah, I think I think that's all I have to say for my my number four here. So I'll let you take away with number three. Yeah, and you can you feel free to, to if you if there's anything you want to add because my number sure. <laughs> three is is actually Minecraft Dungeons. So I'm, I'm holding back a little bit there. Um, just you know, it's is really interesting about this game is that it 
the game actually doesn't have much to do with Minecraft at all um, in, in a gameplay sense. Like there, you can't even craft your gear. You, you really just sort of like compost your gear and it, you know, turns it into these points that you can get loot boxes to make new gear yeah. <laughs> or to receive new gear. I'm sorry. Well, um, I, it's, it has to do with Minecraft the same way that all the steam world games have to do with each, each other is that yeah. it's, it's the universe. That it's, it's from. It's like it's all the Mario games. It is just that world in this form of game now. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to call out is they did sort of the Nintendo thing. They took yeah. a new game and then they just applied their existing IP on top of it, basically. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's great. It's I the ch- <laughs> how it's utilized too and how much detail they went into just that all your gear looks like something that would be made in Minecraft, for example. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, it really doesn't, it doesn't exist in the normal Minecraft game, but it looks like it could. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mojang has the, uh, you know, sort of ability to, to call that out. They're sort of building their own universe there. So, yeah. um, I, and I find that I, I tend to gravitate to these kind of games. Also the games that are sort of like, yes, they have these sort of complexities and as far as your gear and whatever, but when you get new gear, it's going to tell you flat out that this is better in this, you know, these aspects yeah. compared to the gear that you have. There's no calculating or estimating. Yeah. Um, it's not the guesswork <laughs> <laughs> on that stuff, um, which, you know, Diablo is, is sort of just, added that stuff over time but i mean they just make it crystal clear uh yeah when you're playing this like is this thing better or not yeah <laughs> yes it is great okay. so i can throw away okay great <laughs> so uh it's it's you know not it's it's just challenging enough i think too um yeah to where if you want to challenge yourself, you can push yourself into, you know, you can be under leveled and still beat a level. It's not going to be yeah. impossible. And but that feels good when you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get more experience to sort of jump ahead. You just, um, you know, they, they're, the level requirement is more of a suggestion than anything, yeah. you know? So it's like, Oh, you're having a, a hard time. Maybe you should go back, you know, come back when you're at our recommended level for this. So, yeah. Um, amazingly polished. Uh, so yeah, I, I going to play more of this um, at, at some point uh, just need to, you know, I'd like to kind of do it co-op and play with some friends also. So yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'll be we'll, there. We'll do that. <laughs> Cool. Um, anything else before I move to my number three? No, let's let's hear your number three. All right. My number three, it's technically two games in one. Um, oh. And it'll make sense here in a second. So this is a remaster of a fantastic franchise. And I feel like this game completely stands alone on its own with this release. And this is Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered. Holy crap, man. I've had so much fun with this game this year. Um, I, I, yeah, I got everything in all of the levels for both of the games. Um, I made a custom skater of me and I've maxed out my stat points. I did the same thing. I made a custom, ska- a custom skater of my partner, maxed out her stat points. She doesn't even know that I made her in the game. Um, <laughs> I also maxed out Rodney Mullen because he is an amazing, uh, freaking amazing skater. Um, 
the music. I mean, the fact that they still were able to get all of the, I, I think all of the music, it might be missing a couple of tracks. Yeah. But, yeah. but licensing, the fact they were able to get as much of, if not all of the music from the first two games and then put in new music that I don't hate is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the way, I don't know, the, the way that the levels look, the way that the game controls, like the, playing this game is how I remember playing the original Tony Hawk games. Like how good this looks and how much fun this is, like how well everything controls. That is exactly the way that I remember it playing and looking like on the Dreamcast and the PS2 and the GameCube. Um, even though it clearly looks better now. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I, I have a huge soft spot for the, the Tony Hawk series of games. Like it got me into skating, uh, in my, in my late teens. Um, I definitely can't pull any of the tricks that anyone can do in the Tony Hawk games. Um, <laughs> Maybe skate forward, right? <laughs> but, but I, I used to be able to ollie up a curb, <laughs> Nice. And I've successfully, mostly, mostly successfully done a backslide board slide one time. Wow. Yeah. Real, real uh, skating pro right here. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was mainly just kind of skating around town. Um, but yeah, this game, so much fun. I mean, so if anyone has vaguely had interest in any tony hawk game get this game it's great yeah and i've i've yet to check it out too so it's it might be the uh best game in 2020 that i haven't played um so yeah maybe maybe it'll make your uh top five of 2020 like played in 2021 but released in a different year yeah maybe yeah. we'll see it's um probably inevitably um you know they they may re-release this on on future. Well, I'm I'm getting ahead on project predictions, but um, maybe this will come out on a future console because I'd really like to play this in the living room um, myself. Just a, an idea, as opposed to um, you played on PC. Is that correct? No, I played it on Xbox. Oh, okay. Well, there's uh, there you go. I might yeah. have to play it on Xbox because it's, it's on Xbox One. It's on PS4. It's on PC. Hmm. Um, if they were if they were to release it for the switch i'm sure i would love a handheld version of this game yeah um but i really really hope they do tony hawk 3 and 4 remastered yeah. as the next thing if they do a next thing I, but I, re- I hope they do anyway yeah i mean we may not get the this on the switch but you know what is coming to the switch is skatebird oh. <laughs> Wait, skatebird skatebird okay you gotta you gotta look that up That's i thought a, you were somehow segueing into your number two and you said skatebird and i'm like no. that is not what your number two is no it, that's that's correct uh skatebird is a is a game um that uh you play as different birds on on and what? the tony hawks <laughs> it's it's so I'm, adorable i just i just googled it right now and yeah Looks like I might be playing some Skatebird whenever that releases. Yeah, it looks it looks great. I'll probably play on PC myself, but um, it, oh my <laughs> it, it's a it's a great looking game. It, oh we we don't know when it's coming out. It's definitely been announced, but we just don't know when uh, they'll be here. Okay. It looks. 
I don't know. It looks it looks a little stiff compared to Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. Gameplay's not final. We'll yeah. we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to dethrone Tony, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but could could still be fun. Would you say that the music from Tony Hawk Pro Skater, do you, so we know that skate, it influenced your skateboarding ability for sure, but did it influence your taste in music as well? Yes, yeah. it did. I started listening to uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien mm. and Deltron 3030 because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, I don't know, there's just so much, there's so much great music in those games. Yeah, it definitely seems like with this game, um, the developer, which I believe Activision did this game, um, was it? I, um, I, oh no! So I think they, I think they published it. They published it. Um, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a company with V as the first letter oh, okay. of their name, who did the development work on it. Gotcha. Um, but the original series, it was. I can't remember it was developed. Yeah, I think it was developed by Neversoft and published by Activision. Uh, let's see. Series? Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions. It oh, you had the V right. That was, that was correct. So, okay, so they developed, yeah. Anyway, I guess that was, uh, I'm glad we cleared that up, but I guess that was kind of um, irrelevant to my point. But they, they did walk this sort of impossible line of, you know, because when you remake a game, you could either literally just, port the game to you know current platforms and change yeah. nothing or you can completely reimagine the game and uh somehow they were able to walk the line in between where uh graphics were reimagined but gameplay was mostly true um yeah. so i think with, i think they tightened up a couple of things yep um and the control scheme felt i think you have different options for your like button layout if you wanted it tony hawk one or two yeah um but overall, like, I think, I think it was a very Tony Hawk two and three feeling game. I see from a control standpoint, but that's also just from my memory. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing, man. It seems like actually a good game to pick up right now. So that it might is happen soon. <laughs> it is. If it's on sale, I totally recommend it. I'm pretty sure it's on sale. I'm going to take a look. Um, Anything yeah. else on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake? Um, oh, they, they give you the ability to create your own skate parks, which isn't new. Um, but because it's an online-enabled game, you can also uh, download different parks made by other people. Oh, and I almost forgot. Um, you can play multiplayer online. Wow. So like you can do score attack and all this other stuff. And it was a lot of fun for me in the beginning uh, when this game came out, when it was like a lot of guys around, like I'm, well, I'm saying guys, a lot of people around my age that grew up playing this game were playing online against people where this was their first Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun to occasionally be in a group of brand new players and set impossibly high scores for them to match when we were playing online. Um, that still would happen to me sometimes because I think I'm like middle of the road Tony Hawk player as far as like the scores that I can get. 
Um, but yeah, there were some people that were like setting insane scores that I'm like, I, I have no idea how you're doing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got to win my fair share of multiplayer matches uh, from from being a Tony Hawk veteran, which was fun. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a, a sign that you've made a a good game if your skills translate. So that's <laughs> yes, they fully translated. So that's so yeah. So if anyone's like, I don't know if it controls right, or if I could just pick up and start playing, um, if you have any muscle memory from the the previous Tony Hawk games, you will do well. So that's it. I'm going to shout up about Tony Hawk. Uh, all good. All good. I'm going to talk about my number two. All right. Um, so my number two is Bug Snacks, um, and this is a game I I kind of was cautiously optimistic. I was anticipating because you know I kind of freaked out at the you know at the Sony um, reveal when I saw it, and then I was delighted that it was not a PS5 exclusive that you can play on PS4 and also on PC, which is where I played. Um, it's a great game. I, I think it, uh, it it's definitely one that I will remember. Um, this is done by uh, Young Horses, who did the Octodad game. So if you played that game, you're you're you know get ready. You're going to have kind of a same sort of weird impression. It's a weird game, <laughs> but I I love what, what I give it. What I applaud it for is just sort of it's. Um, very the way that it handles sort of inclusion in the game as well as just and the uh, characters have sort of these very real struggles that um you know that basically anybody can relate to like so yeah you know um and i mean there's uh there's there's one um you know character that uh you know, it was a, used to be a a singer and sort of had a one hit wonder sort of thing. And, and the character, um, and I'm not going to spoil it or anything like that, but sort of struggling with this idea that, uh, she's unable to produce another hit and is like desperate to, so kind of feels like this imposter syndrome sort of thing that's going on there. Um, and, you know, I've, I've talked a little bit about this stuff in, in, in the podcast before, but I just, uh, I do recommend it. The ending, like, I think is questionable where they were going, but I, I at least have to hand it to them. I didn't see the ending coming the way that they, okay. Um, cause the whole game, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of thinking like, Oh, I, th- I think I know what's going on here. I, okay. All right. So, you know, this is going to be one or two things. We'll see how this goes. But then the the ending just like totally blindsides you. So <laughs> a little a little bit. So um, uh, it it's it's a it's a great game. That's that's really all nice. I can say. But it's a it's a strange one, and I think it'll I be one that I remember more than anything. I will, I won't really remember its quality, but it definitely left an impression. Nice. <laughs> so. Um, and I definitely at a budget, I'd say what I think it goes for 25 bucks or something like that. All so right, cool. it's like, uh, I think it's, it's price, it's a good price for what it is. Very cool. Um, do you want to talk about your number two? Sure. Um, so the number two game on my top five released in 2020, uh, it's a little game that if you were to cross, say oh what the heck is the name of that movie i just had it well i've ruined my weird segue it's it's animal crossing new horizons 
Um, Castaway is what I was thinking of. Dang it. Darn it. I was going to say, if you, if you imagine Castaway, but instead of a volleyball, it's Tom Nook and his kids. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, then maybe you're having a weird hallucination that all the other animals are moving onto your island. I don't know. Maybe I couldn't connect that. It's um, got dark. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I love this game. I've loved all of the Animal Crossing games that I've played. Um, I was a big fan of the first game. Played it when it was fairly new. Got talked into it from a friend of mine that he explained the gameplay of the game. And I thought, you're crazy. That sounds terrible. How could that be fun? And then sat down and played it at his house. Five hours flew by. And then I went and bought my own copy. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been a fan of the Animal Crossing series for a number of years now. And I really do think that it was one of the perfect games for this year. Like I've played so many hours of this game. Um, I played it a lot. I put it down for a few months. I've since picked it back up for pretty much the month of December and really been enjoying myself again. I've started to put it down again in the past couple of days. Like I'm not checking it as much. Um, but similar to New Leaf, I feel like New Horizons is something that's going to keep pulling me back in every couple of months and have me spend two to four weeks with it again uh, until I put it down until maybe the next season and pick it up. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be something I keep playing for as long as I keep pulling my Switch out. Um just all like all the customization options that it gives you in New Horizons is really amazing. Um, all the terraforming stuff that I didn't think that I would be that into. I've spent so many hours terraforming and redoing my my village or my island. Um, there, there are so many things that I've done in this game that at, at first glance when I saw them as features, I was like, I'm not going to care about that that much. But like, that's cool for the people that want it. Um, turns out I was one of the people that wanted it. I, I just didn't know that I did. And I don't know. I mean, there, there definitely are some things that, um, I miss from previous games that don't exist in this game. Like the gyroids. I wish those were still in the game. Those were so weird. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this hasn't existed for a while and I also... I couldn't see them doing this now, but I do really just want to call out all of the NES games that you could get in the original Animal Crossing. Um, I just had my basement full of NES games in the original game. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I just, I love that you, you really can have as much fun as you want with this game. Um, it does at times take a little bit more imagination. And I think that's what, as I don't know, at least me as an adult, I'm not used to doing that as much. <laughs> I'm used to having things just kind of like, you know, story-wise or whatever, like spoon fed to me where like, I don't know, you to, to I think to get the most out of Animal Crossing, you like have to create some, like at least some kind of a small narrative in your head about what, you know, is, is on your Island and what's going on with your, your villagers. And, um, 
I don't know. I, I just enjoy the, the, the relationships you can have with your villagers, all the stuff that you can find, all of the, even though it kind of at first feels like a very slow progression, I do enjoy that it's a slow progression, like in the end. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like, it couldn't have come out at a better year. <laughs> yeah, it totally did. I, I definitely considered putting this on my top five, and I did enjoy it. Um, it's For me, though, I, I think it was... Um, for me, there was a few too many departures from the series that... You That's know, fair. It, it just didn't, you know, quite click for me. And I, d- I do want to play the game again. Um, I feel like I've missed a lot of things, but... Um, I don't know. I think the and I'm, it's not a bad game or anything, but I think the repetition got to me or something. Or I need yeah. to find a a new way to play this game. Um, yeah. Or you know. Uh, or not. Yeah. Or you had your fun with it. I did. Um, I did because I'm sure lot. you played a lot of hours. <laughs> I definitely did. I definitely did. I even thought about uh, <laughs> uh, firing up some of the old games just to see how those towns are doing. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. to see what happens. <laughs> I load him yeah. in. I went without, or you know, the longest period of time and then going back into a town was my first uh, village from the GameCube. Yeah. Like I, I took a picture of the screen and this, this was a couple of years ago. It was like, hey, you haven't been here in 133 months, <laughs> which I think was like 13 years. It, wow. Or something. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, that was that was a few years ago uh, that I did that. So I wonder if I didn't save so that it would keep counting, like yeah. counting up. Um, way to find out, man! I'll have to go. I'll have to go check out those NES games in my basement. Yeah, yeah. I definitely lost all my GameCube slaves at one. I think it's because I sold my GameCube is what happened. So I lost. I lost everything. Well, it's on. Well, yeah. If you got rid of your memory card, it's gone. Yeah, I'm, I might have kept a memory card. I can't remember. I can't remember. So that was probably one of my greatest gaming mistakes ever was selling my GameCube. <laughs> but I wanted that PS2. Yeah, I, I got a lot of time with that PS2 also. So there was that. So, um, yeah. So that's that's my number two. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that means it's time to talk about. Our our uh, our number ones, um, yeah. And, and so the number one that uh, I selected, and this was the only lock that I knew going into making this list. I knew this was going to be game number one, and I think it's mostly has to do with because this is a a, a new experience uh, for me, um, and it's a and surprise, it's a it's a VR game. It's Half Life Alex, um, and. The the thing is here is and and I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna say a ton but I I want us to sort of talk about this together yeah. as well but um it's it was sort of a new experience it it definitely had that moment of you know that I will remember as the first time I played Half Life Alex and what that was like yeah um and it wasn't just the hype or anything it was just that it it definitely felt like the first time i played half life 2 or uh the first time i played you know s- sort of those instant you know classic games um yeah 
So, and, and I, I think a lot of it had to do with that opening sequence um, as well. Just kind of, they, I think it was really genius. They just had a lot of toys that were in yeah. sort of a, Alex's, uh, I guess her apartment, I guess where she lived or <laughs> where, wherever it is that you actually start. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like I mean, called. it was kind of like a little lookout terrace. And that, cause I think, yeah, cause you're, you're still a little ways away from even the little surveillance post that you end up going into that has the video camera. Like that's still, I don't know where, where the game first starts and you see the strider come down and you talk to like Eli over, well, for lack of a better word, zoom basically. (laughs) Um, Then you progress through there. And then I think you get in an elevator, which I think takes you further. Like, I don't know. Actually, now I can't remember the full intro sequence. But anyway, like, I don't know. There, there's. I think, I think it is very well set up. There's so many things for you to just kind of like explore, so many things for you to interact with, and so many like ways that the game tries to like lure you forward a little bit. Um, that it's not like, okay, well, I guess I just have to go this way. It's like, I don't know. I it, there, I feel like there's genuine curiosity of like, oh, hey, what's over there? <laughs> yeah, and the the incredible detail too is like is every loading screen as you're going through, you are on a journey, just like kind of how you were in Half-Life 2. Like there's definitely a, a linear path to go through, but yeah, it is like on the loading screen, it shows you a map of every, as far as like everything that you've traveled thus far. And you can see that there's stuff around you as well. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the game was, uh, you got like a section of uh, a Google map, you know, like it's just sort of modeled fully in the game. So it's like, if you could break out of bounds, you could actually like probably see a lot of this stuff. It's like, I mean, even though it's a linear path it was like a linear path that was carved out of a city that's alive and yeah. fully rendered so yeah it's i mean it's a it was a great experience um and i'm i'm not even done with this one <laughs> that's that's gonna be uh man uh it's got to be my new year's resolution but <laughs> i don't want to say that or I don't you could t- finish it before new year's this is true this is true I, it's I only I, the 27th ah uh, <laughs> yes exactly that's why i want to that's that's a good point okay new t- new 2020 you got, you got four days after today left of 2020 yeah I, I i don't i normally don't do resolutions because i believe in taking action now and not planning to take action well there you go yeah. take action now it's <laughs> a good point it's a good point i think uh there there i should have the time so i'm gonna make it happen but i gotta play a lot of link to the past so yeah that's we'll you <laughs> well is that everything that you wanted to cover for your number one uh for the moment um, okay I may bring up some stuff later. (laughs) All right. Well then, uh, my number one game for 2020, released in 2020, Cyberpunk. I'm just kidding. It's not Cyberpunk. It's (laughs) Half-Life Alex. (laughs) Got him. Uh, Yes, it's Half-Life Alex. Um, And if anyone thought that I could have picked something different, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) 
that's all I want to say. As I'm like, nobody can see this except you. The fact that I'm wearing my Half-Life shirt or one of my Half-Life... <laughs> the fact that I have to say one of my Half-Life shirts, uh, um, I feel like should also be a dead giveaway. But anyway. telling, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm... So Half-Life Alex uh, is definitely my number one game released in 2020 or yeah released in 2020 that i played this year um i built the computer that i'm using to record this right now so that i could play this game um and was able on the december 9th 2019 was able to get my pre-order in for i think it was the 9th of uh of my vi or wait not vive my index Uh um so I got my index the week before, like a like literally a week before Half-Life Alex came out. Um so didn't have a lot of time to get my VR legs, but um yeah, I mean so backstory for anyone who doesn't know this somehow, um Half-Life is like my favorite series of games. Um, huge fan of the original game, which we covered in episode two. Um, that's funny. Episode two. Uh, (laughs) and oh my God, I I should have, we should have done an episode three. (laughs) Uh, cause that never happened anyway. Um, so yeah, first, first game, huge fan. Um, also I played opposing force when it was new, loved the heck out of it. Um, I've since played blue shift, I did it right before we played this up, you know, when we did episode two, um, I built a new PC for half-life two, um, loved the crap out of episodes one and two for half-life two. Like this is my, my series. So the fact that valve said that they were releasing a half-life game in VR, that was like sight unseen, like, yep, I'm going to ante up. Like I need this. And I am not disappointed at all with this release. Um, I mean, I'm obviously biased at the fact that it's a Half-Life game, but at the same time, it's just an amazing game. Like yeah. it to to me, it does for VR games what the original Half-Life did game or what the original Half-Life did for the FPS genre. Yeah. Like it it introduced a new way of storytelling that did not yet exist or it did not yet exist at that level. Mm-hmm. So what you talked about also with the, you see the map and you are going through this linear progression through the city. It's like, it, it keeps the tradition of there's no, like there's no cutscenes. There's no, Hey, you did this thing, and then like, oh, pulls you out, and then like, here's a cutscene of everything that happened, and then like, boom, you're in the next area. It's like, no, you're in new areas because you walked to that new area. Like, you traversed your way to that new area. You met all the enemies along the way. You dealt with all of them accordingly. I think it just did such a good job of all of that. And it's still with it being the the first VR release from Valve in quite well, actually the first real 
I'm going to, I'm going to say a real release of a game from valve in a while. And that's, that is me completely discounting Dota two and the other things that I know make them a lot of money, um, an artifact and all of that. But like, that's just, that's not my scene. Um, yeah, it's, it's like what they did with the technology of source engine two and like what I was able to do in hammer like Hammer, excuse me, Hammer 2, which is part of the Source 2 SDK, what I was able to do in that without even knowing what the hell that I'm doing, like the fact that I could recreate like the house that I'm living in and go through it in VR and like have all these different physics, like prop items that I could throw around and shoot and do whatever. Like, I guess I'm throwing more than just the game itself into my assessment for... um it being my top game, but like everything that came along with it, like the soundtrack is great. The game is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, It it made me afraid of head crabs again. (laughs) I haven't been afraid of head crabs since the late nineties. Like it's it's so haunting the way that they, they move on, you know, and the sounds that they make gigantic spiders, like they're terrifying. (laughs) There's spiders that jump at your face. Um, yeah. And like, I was afraid of regular zombies again in the game. Like there, there are so many sequences like that, that the game takes you through that, there, there were at least four or five separate occasions in this game where I got to a certain point after I'd been playing for a while and then it was like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, cannot play this right now and had to save and like take the headset off and leave. Like this game is a horror game and I don't like horror games. Yeah. Like the Half-Life series is basically a series of horror games and I really don't like horror, Yeah, but I love this. So like they, they do it in such a way that I can't help but freak myself out and play it. Like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I am desensitized now to the head crabs again. And I am desensitized to all of the things in this game that freaked me out but there were times that I audibly just like yelled out like, Oh shit. (laughs) Or something like, I don't know. And and like one of the, one of the, one of the characters that you interact with the Vortigaunt, I love him. He's Mm -hmm. so funny. Um, Why can I not think of his name right now? The guy that you, Russell, Russell, um, Russell, who you interact with through the entire game, is so much fun. Like, I love the interaction between him and in between Alex. And I, I also really like the choice that you get with all of the resin that you pick up for how you upgrade your weapons. Uh, if you even choose to upgrade your weapons, which I don't even like a lot of the upgrades on the pistol. Like, mm-hmm. oh, also, I've played through this game completely like two times. And I made it through another half time and then I started over because they added developer commentary, um, which I'm going through and doing now. And I'm also trying to take the gnome all the way through the game through this Uh playthrough to get that last achievement. I don't, I never care about 100% completing games. 
I really want to 100% complete this game. Um, as actually when I started reading Ready Player Two, and he was talking about the Oasis, I'm like, damn it, I need to play some more Half-Life Alex. Yeah, it's the closest thing we've got right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I can only speak to it on the experience with the Index, but holy crap, like the Knuckles controllers, like actually like opening and closing your hands to pick things up and throw them and that it's not just like a trigger button that you hold down even though i'm sure that's still really fun yeah Um, yeah i think you'd be you still have a lot of fun yeah there's there's still yeah there's just uh there's just an added level of immersion um that you get with the knuckle controllers Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know I, I could probably continue rambling about this game for another like hour, but um, I'll stop. It's <laughs> it's it is fantastic. Um, for me, it's worth the price of admission for VR to get this game. the the My least favorite thing about this game is the fact that it's made it really hard to play any other VR games because yeah. they are they are not as good <laughs> um, in, in my opinion. Yeah. They're not I, as good. I all. agree. It was, it was probably the, one of the first VR games that I really played. So uh, I think I tried to warm up with some other things. I don't really remember, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough fact to follow though. Um, yeah. It like, it feels like the difference between like a game and watch handheld game and like playing something on the PS5 or Series X. Like that to me is the difference between most VR games and Half-Life Alex. Yeah. Or like one of the Tiger handheld games from like the 80s and 90s. Like <laughs> it's like that's what most VR games are. And then you have just something that is so powerful and groundbreaking and amazing. Yeah, I'm going to call out that that's maybe a little hyperbole there, but yes, only yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a tad. Yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, it, there's definitely some hyperbole there, but like that's, I don't know. Like, they don't trying feel to go fleshed back, out. Trying to go back and play any, like playing any other VR title, I'm just like, this is just objectively, this is not as good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Half Life Alex. Uh, it's funny, our number one and our number five were both the same. Yes. And then, um, you know, Minecraft Dungeons. I like that that was there because then you could talk about it first. So I didn't have to yeah. steal the thunder like I did with Half-Life Alex. but uh, <laughs> No, it's okay. I still had a lot of things to gush about with Half-Life Alex. Um, oh, there's just, there's a, there are certain segments of the game that I can't get into because of spoilers, but they're so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing too, especially with, <sighs> with like bug snacks, for example, I really, really would love to discuss the ending with you, uh, but I, I can't, I don't, I don't think I, um, I don't think I know anyone personally who's, who's played it, which I guess is just going to be my curse. That <laughs> it's okay. I think, I think eventually I will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, so it's a lot of it's a pretty chill game, so that's why I like it. But all right, should so, we talk about our new our next list? Top so, five played in 2020, uh, but released in another year. And I I with my list made it specifically that I had never played this before in any other year until 2020. Personally, uh, is how I made my list. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have some different criteria. 
Um, I so yeah, we we actually this is great. We didn't actually talk about this at no, all. No, but it's okay because <laughs> it's because it's our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, I I'm t- and I'm talking about you know just games that I played that I, I have notable impressions probably the last year. But yeah, my list would uh, be a little bit different, and I would definitely have some crossover with yours for sure. Yeah, and I, I think I think you should lead this time actually if you uh, if you don't mind. sure. Um. Then my number five of top played in 2020, but released in another year is surprisingly, it is another VR title. Um, it's Pavlov VR. So I know that I've talked about it before on the show, so I'll keep it brief, yeah. um, which I know I've talked about Half-Life Alex on the show, but I didn't care. So I could keep, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Pavlov VR, it made my list because outside of Half-Life Alex. This is a super fun multiplayer experience. So apparently there is there is a mode of this game that is similar to Among Us. Oh, really? Which I didn't realize. And now that I've played Among Us, I kind of want to try it out. Um, but yeah, so Pavlov VR, I mean, it looks like Counter-Strike in VR. Um, you can even download Counter-Strike maps because there are a lot of community maps that you can play. Um, wow. Like I've talked about playing deathmatch in the Dunder Mifflin Scranton office. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a very arcadey style uh, counter-strike essentially. Um, it also does have deathmatch and team deathmatch, but I had a screaming good time with this game playing against a bunch of strangers, especially just when I got silly and it's just it's so it's so much fun to know that like that you're doing this in VR with other people like that you're doing a multiplayer game and you can even talk to each other and talk crap to each other which i'm not that big of a fan in standard multiplayer games but for some reason it it's so much more fun to do it in VR it's like you're you're really like messing around with somebody um and the last thing I'll say about Pavlov VR, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do, which I know that I've talked about, is throwing my weapon on the ground as soon as I spawn, pulling out my knife in one hand and my grenade in another, and just running around stabbing people or pulling the pin out and becoming like essentially a suicide bomber with my grenade in hand and like holding it up to somebody's face as it blows up, especially if they've just spawned and they're like looking around wondering what's happening. And I just, they just like from out of their peripheral vision, there's a grenade in a hand right in front of their face and then it blows up. Um, Yeah. So anyway, if you want to do ridiculous things in multiplayer VR like laugh till you're basically crying. Um, that's how I play Pavlov VR. I mean, it's great that the game doesn't take itself too seriously. That's the well. People could people could take it seriously. I don't. I just have a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does sound like a good time. Um, definitely when I dust off still, the VR. That's still something. It's, we we still have to play that together, man. It's so much fun. Okay, okay. We will we will definitely do that next time. We're trying to decide what to play. Um, we will. We will. Dust off the VR. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Okay. And then, uh, so this one, I, the reason I put it on this list is because I actually beat this game in 2020 that I probably started two years ago. Still. Yeah. It was the, uh, Pokemon let's go. Um, I played let's go Pikachu. Um, I just, I, I got to hand it to the game. Um, and I really wanted to throw it on here just because of, you know, post game content, uh, that is there. I, and just sort of blowing my mind and you know, at the end of the game, you can have, you gain the ability to fly above the world. And then there's new Pokemon that spawn above the world. So you're literally just probably 30 feet in the air from where you were, but now there's Pokemon spawning up there, (laughs) which is just, and they're more powerful and whatever. And I I was like, Oh, that's a nice touch. Um, The new trainers they add. um, I thought it was cool. Um, I'm still mad about not being able to beat Mewtwo and being unwilling to keep playing the game, but uh, it, um, I, I, the sad thing is they've already kind of, it seems like they've moved forward and I don't think they're going to revisit this formula. I think it was an, a product of the success of Pokemon Go and them uh, sort of applying that formula to an older game. Um, yeah. So Sword and Shield seems to be, I, I, that's my prediction. I think that's where the Pokemon series is going to go from here once they're done, you know, creating uh, DLC for Sword and Shield. Yeah, basically. I don't know. They might, they might take the two-pronged approach. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to do like what Zelda does with the 2D and 3D. Yeah, it's it's highly possible. Um, that would be pretty cool. I'd be really down to play another game yeah, like this. But um, I'd be down for that. Even though I didn't play the Let's Go games yet, I want to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a solid recommendation. I I, I just recommend it more than Sword and Shield, just because it's so much more approachable. Um, really. So, uh, so that's that's really it. I don't have a lot to talk about this one, but I just all right. Made it, wanted to make it just sort of to mention it. We'll say. Cool. Um, well, my number four is Control. And I, I've i not yet finished it. I'm like at best maybe halfway through the game. Um, but it's another great game from Remedy. I really like the story. Um, I really like the Jedi-type powers that it seems that you have. Um, I like that your hand is also like, you know, it's, it's basically like, you know, force pull and force push or... Also, to take it back to uh, one thing we were talking about, I think, before the show was like, uh, you know, it's kind of like you have the gravity gun from Half-Life 2 and like you're throwing toilets at people. Um, Yeah, I really like, I don't know, it looks good. The story's weird. The characters, like the main character's cool. There's a lot of just, I don't know, weird, unexplained stuff that's happening. Um, But it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Quantum Break um, and, you know, the Max Payne series, which is also made by Remedy. So if you like any of those games, you should definitely check it out. But that's my that's my four. Yeah, uh, probably another. Uh, that's probably the best game from 2019 that I didn't play. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we'll get there. Uh, so I wanted to bring up uh, Halo Master Chief Collection because I, I think I've probably played this uh, almost every year since it's come out. I don't think I played it year one, um, but I think the game is really like marinating and just sort of come together. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's actually complete as yes. of this year. Yeah. Well, especially on PC, right? Well, so. yes, and that and that's what I yeah that's. PC, it's actually complete. So I think 
this. I was going to say, wait, I think this counts, but I'm like, wait a second, would this be considered a 2020 game? But it also yeah. doesn't matter because it did came out or it did come out in its full complete package on Xbox, at least as of last year, right? If yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, as of last year, and I, I think they, you know, um, it's funny, some this, new- this could go into multiple categories. Yeah, it's all <laughs> over the place, right? Yeah. So, um, but what what was it? The uh, they added. Um, uh what, what oh man now um I'll not Halo, multiplayer not halo recon odst that's yeah what reach odst yeah. uh well reach Wait, yes halo 3 reach. odst and then reach yeah i think those were also added so the original xbox releases did not have those um so that's kind of just sort of been added over the years and then you know i think uh, reach came pretty quickly to PC as well. So anyway, it's all over the place. The reason it's on here is just because it's like really feeling like a recommendable game and, and package really. Um, yeah, it, it had a very rocky start. Yes. Yeah. And um, it definitely, they didn't have to, I mean, if you can look at the title, say Master Chief Collection, and that could have been just a launch title on the original Xbox One, and they could have just left it there to die, you know, but yeah. Microsoft at some point like pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and like said, no, we're going to, we're going to make this thing awesome. And even if no one plays it, it's going to be there and it's going to be quality. And if you build it, they will come. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what's happening. I mean, I, yeah. After our last play session, now I'm craving to play that game again. You know, yeah, I've been having so much more fun playing Halo when we've been playing it recently. Um, yeah, really digging the game. Yeah, so hopefully in the uh, you know we'll get some more play time with that. And absolutely, uh, I just I'm looking forward to what's to come. And um, you know, Halo Infinite, I'm sure will be cool too. So we'll we'll just have to see where that takes us, though. So. Yeah, but I kind of wish they would like bring Halo Infinite's multiplayer into the Master Chief collection or something. Yeah, that's true. Like to do the um, uh, uh, Overwatch 2 thing and yes. sort of keep the community together. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Yeah. All right, anything else about uh, your number four? No. Okay, well, we'll go to my number three, uh, which is Demon's Tilt occult pinball action. Uh, so I've definitely talked about this a number of times on the show this year. And I thought it came out this year. I thought this was going to be on my top five of 2020 that I played this year. Nope. Turns out, it turns out this was released in either 2018 or 19. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I love this game. Um, originally played it because of game pass and then also picked it up on the Switch uh, just because I want to be able to take it with me everywhere I go. Like, I, I enjoy it that much. Um, so if you, if you remotely like pinball, especially if you like a virtual pinball experience where it incorporates things that you would never be able to experience on a real pinball table, then... This, my friend, is the game for you. Um, so yeah, Demon's Tilt Cult Pinball, fantastic. Um, there's so many, I don't know, there's so many different layers to the game to me. Um, I don't know. 
I won't, I won't go crazy into this like I was with Half-Life Alex. <laughs> well, it's like um, they took a very good pinball game and then they just ran with it like okay how can a video game make this better yeah it has like it has like bullet hell elements to it um i don't know the the music is great the art style is great um i don't really have anything else to say it's just so much fun yeah i'll say the art style art style they really nailed like the creepy factor like it really is creepy when you're (laughs) And you're watching yeah, and, like, and actually, so the way that you were talking about Lonely Mountains Downhill, yeah, you're like, hey, you know, I'll pull this up when I'm like waiting for this other thing to happen or just, I don't know, like that's that's what I do with Demon's Tilt. Or also when I'm like, I don't really have a strong desire to play something to like move a story forward, but I just mm-hmm. want to like play something that's fun. Yep. Then that's Demon's Tilt for me. Well, that's excellent. Um, so I guess I'll go with my number three. Um, and I, I don't anticipate I'll have a lot to say about this, but a game I discovered is SteamWorld Heist, which I believe came back or came out uh, way back in 2016, which um, which was before SteamWorld Dig 2, which was the last game that I played yeah. from these guys. Um, and... I, I just can't believe that I completely missed it and I didn't take a chance. And I was right, almost 2016. It was December 10th of 2015. Um, so this is really a game that did not come out anywhere near here, but I, I did enjoy playing it. I really enjoyed just the idea of it kind of being sort of a strategy game. Um, the game almost scared me off with its sort of difficulty, um, but I just kind of realized that sort of if you do play this game the shooting ricochet like pool shot sort of mechanics really play into the i mean if if you're trying to get direct hits every time um you know you don't do more damage necessarily um and i found it's just once i learned how to how the um sort of bullets ricochet and how to aim those shots uh even without a laser sight it um it really changes the game, like how it's played. Nice. And I think the difficulty just sort of melted away once I understood that. So in, in essence, I was playing it wrong. <laughs> that's kind of how it went. So that's really it. I, I recommend it. It was cool on Sadia that it came with DLC. I don't I don't know if the, if the DLC is actually a, a separate cost either. And gotcha. what's nice about that is the DLC just sort of bakes into the main story. You just get bonus missions along the way so um it it's completely seamless you don't even know i didn't realize that i played the dlc until i finished the game oh wow (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah nice anything else yeah well uh correction so um seaworld heist does this dlc is like cheap little i think there's uh, to maybe one per five dollar DLC that so it just sort of enhances your experience a little bit. So, um, anyway, that's that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> nice. Okay, well that takes us to number two. Uh, so the number two of played in twenty twenty but released in another year for me is the Legend of Zelda. Link's Awakening. So I know that I said that I just got this for Christmas and that was two days ago. <laughs> but holy crap, it's a really great game. Um, 
I had I had already created this list and then I had to modify it after I played this game. Wow. Um, yeah, I had to I had to kick something else off of this game or sorry off of this list, um, which I have in our honorable mentions later. Um, I think both of us actually have it as an honorable mention, but um, yeah, Link's Awakening. The re- so it's this is the Switch version that is the remake of the Game Boy game, and so since I am simultaneously playing through A Link to the Past, this game feels so good, <laughs> uh, and it looks so good. Um, the thing that I will call out that's not so good is the a bit of the bit of slowdown that you get when you play in handheld in handheld mode on the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Um, and I've heard that called out by other folks who have played the game. Um, just want to say that it's still there. I put in I put in the cartridge expecting there to be a download. No download. Just play it straight off the cart. So they've not even tried to update and address the slowdown and handheld mode issue. That being said, though, it's not frequent enough or bad enough to impact the experience. Um if you like a 2D Zelda game and you have not played this, do yourself a favor and play it. Um, I became a fan of 2D Zeldas a week ago <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and highly recommend this game already. Like, I have been playing through A Link to the Past with a guide. I'm playing this without a guide and I'm still having a blast. Like... I, it does feel nice to be playing a 2D Zelda game at my own pace as opposed to trying to make sure that I get through it in like an allotted amount of time. Yeah. Um, but it is very complimentary to playing A Link to the Past for our next episode. And yeah, it's just, it's cute. It's fun. It, I don't know. It's like, it's ticking all the right boxes for me right now. And... I almost didn't put it here because of it being such a new game for me. But it really does feel like it's had that type of impact where like it, it deserves to be on this list. And not only on the list, but it's my number two. So um yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, that's the uh it you know, it's it is a great game, you know, having a we played it a little bit. It is interesting, sort of the slowdown because it's sort of restricted to a couple areas in the game, really. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of places that I can like. It looks like where I can chop down a lot of things is when it tends to slow down. When it, but yeah. I haven't chopped them down yet. I, I did see that there was a um, I think Digital Foundry. They have like a switch. I, I forget what um, they have. Basically, a modded switch that allows them to sort of play with the clock on the uh, CPU um, processing. And they were able to actually clear up the slowdown just by overclocking the CPU just a little bit. Um, so it's it's a very narrow thing. So I think they- uh, I could just probably did, do that with my Model 1 switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably. But uh, it's, it's interesting. Just you can do things like enable docked mode um, in handheld kind of. So- Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, just violating sort of Nintendo's uh, power restrictions that they have on the CPU and stuff. So, gotcha. uh, so yeah, it's it, it is uh, it is interesting, but great game. And I just I love that I like right now I'm running through the game with um, the Chain Chomp, mm-hmm. or they call him like Bow Wow or something. Um, so yeah, that's 
if anyone's played it, that's how far I am. I'm like, I'm a few hours into the game. Um, at least I'm, I think I'm a few hours into the game. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool that the art style they chose, you know, that sort of that like claymation, almost sort of little. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like that. And then it's like also like tilt shift lens, like into that. So it looks yeah. like it's all miniature. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of cool. It's sort of coming full circle. They're just sort of, uh, it's like someone made a toy line or something, you know, yeah, somebody <laughs> made a legend of Zelda diorama yep. and you're playing it. <laughs> yeah. Really cool to love, love seeing that kind of stuff. Um, so my number two, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you, you just did your number two. So, number uh, dos. so I, I threw overwatch on here and I know we talk about overwatch a lot on the podcast, so I'm going to keep it short, but I just have to call out that I, I just realized that I've, um, I just missed like the new, uh, lunar new year event last year. And I realized that lunar new year is coming up again. Yes. Um, and I'm kind of just sort of chuckling myself because I'm, you know, uh, I've played this game. It's already been a year and I've played it the most that I've ever played it in the last year. You're welcome. We, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, playing regularly, which is really cool. It's because it feels like a new game to me. So, yeah. um, and you know, a lot of people are kind of just like, you know, uh, yawning and say like, okay, let me know when Overwatch 2 is coming out. Like the content's tired and boring. It doesn't feel that it's way. Not, it's not boring at all. I love the yeah. new flex roll thing that they have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're adding new things and new skins and uh, that, that new flex roll. It, I don't understand it fully on everything that it does, but it just seems like a new way to queue as all three. Um, yeah. So it's, and I think it, it gives you a bonus of these little tickets that you can apply so that you can then priority queue. Nice. Um, okay. So like you, you get a new way to priority queue. That's not just that you backfilled. Yeah, this is, this is great. Um, because this is something that I've kind of been wanting myself because, you know, I feel like I was, you know, zero, not rewarded for my time queuing as all three, just cause I want the shortest queue times. Um, so, uh, it would be nice to be able to play DPS once in a while is basically what, yeah. and, and this is what it'll enable me to do. I can yep. save up these little credits and say, I want to play a game of DPS. So, yeah, uh, it just seems fair. So I think that's cool. Um, that's, that's really all I got. Yeah. Love that game. Um, so let's see my number one of the top five played in 2020, but released another year is also a game that I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, I have technically played it in another year, but with absolutely like, it was just like, Oh, I sat down and played this for like five or 10 minutes okay, I've played this, but not like, not any, not any significant play time or attempt to get through the game. So my number one is Doom. And it's not the 2016 release. It's the 1993 release that we did for episode number eight of this podcast. Holy crap, is that game still good? Yeah. It is still good in 2020. And I dare to say... It's still a good game to play in 2021, even though we're not there. It's okay. We have time machines or a time machine singular. <laughs> um, yeah. Doom is still fun in 2021. 
I will say definitively. Um, the music is great. The really like the the gameplay. It still holds up. It's still a really really fun game. Um, I had so much more fun with it than I expected when we played it for the show. So, yeah, if you want to hear more of what I said about it and you didn't listen to it already, go back and listen to episode eight, uh, which we talk about Doom. Yeah, I'll second that. It is a really fun game. <laughs> it's um, amazing to me having also not really played it um, and then also playing it on a controller for the first time um for when we did which the i did not do yeah <laughs> i did i did the mouse well i did mouse and keyboard which you couldn't use the mouse in the original version of the game yeah yeah i almost want to try that again just because i think i did purchase the pc release just for fun so the ultimate doom <laughs> yeah yeah it's i i do want to play more of it that's that's kind of i think i when we did that podcast episode i was going to play that game more but um haven't gotten around to it yet still it's all right there's Um, there's there's way too many things to play and and this one i don't want to talk a lot about it because we've already talked about it several times on the podcast but uh yoku's island express that i mean i think i heard about it in mid 2019 and then i started playing it in mid 2020 because it finally went on sale and there aren't too many games where I will just basically obsess about it for three or four days until I've beat it to completion. In this case, it was 100% completion. It is a really good game. Oh, God, that game was like a, I don't know. It was like a new love affair or something. It was just that, like, that I was that, that was a contender for my top five of this year. Uh-huh. But I realized I just hadn't played it enough compared to some of these other games. Yeah, and um, I, I just I think it's a great approachable game for everybody. So if uh, I mean I I, th- I think it's a great game to play on the Switch in particular. But if you have access to it elsewhere, it's it's it, we're gonna go with the Sam Adams approach. It's never a bad decision. So <laughs> <laughs> always a good decision, right? So uh, I think that's their their slogan something like that something like that it probably is i don't know i haven't seen their stuff in a while except for their like cousin from boston yeah commercial (laughs) yeah that's that's a that is a good one (laughs) all right well that concludes both of our top five lists for top five released in 2020 that we played in 2020 and then top five played in 2020 but released in another year um we have a, a few honorable mentions um I wanted to throw out Cyberpunk 2077 uh, as an honorable mention. That was kind of floating around on my list as my number five because uh, it's it's still so new. I know that it's not quite as new to me as my as uh, Link's Awakening, but um, now that I've started playing this game like it's Skyrim with guns in a cyberpunk setting, I'm enjoying the game a lot more. Um, so yeah, that's that was an honorable mention that almost made it to my list. And then the game that I was alluding to that I think was on both of our lists at one point that was filtered out was Among Us. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call out as well. I really appreciate games that kind of um, break into the mainstream, you know, like they actually make people like who don't normally play games like... Yeah, I mean it's it like it's not quite Fortnite status, but like I'm sure a lot of people who don't play video games have heard of Among Us. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, my friend's daughter she had said like, "Oh, I don't play video games," and then like next thing, 
within the next time that I had talked to her, she said, Oh, I play, play among us. Yeah. I'm that's like, that's funny. a video game. It is a video game. Yeah. So, um, I think that's, is really cool. I think that sort of like cross platform approach, I'm, I'm really looking forward to more games being cross platform also in the future, just seamlessly. Like they just, yeah. No divides. Yeah. Yeah, another another honorable mention that I threw on here that might be honorable mention for both of us is Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, I actually if <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about this game, I forgot about Deep Rock. <laughs> yeah, if I if I had been the, it probably would have been on my list if I would have actually thought about it. So, but um, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's a great game. I want to play it's more of it too. Insane. I just like waiting there's actually a mutual person that we know that i i really want that person to play the game yeah i, I think i like it god we gotta hold that person to it we just yeah yeah okay he's, he's got some time off like i do over the course of the next week yeah let's just so, uh we'll let's just corner bug him make him play <laughs> and then i threw also hades on here because it, it's not my fault it's i'm sorry it is my fault it's not on on the list so it's it's not the game's fault that it's not on my list. I just need to play more of it. And I haven't, the game hasn't jumped out to me that it's, I'm like craving to play it. Um, though I'm always glad when I do. So I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's not on the list. It's a, it was a great game that came out in 2020, uh, at least from what I understand anyway. Uh, it oozes quality. I mean, it it's it it was what game of the year for a few different places. Yeah, that should be all the validation you need, really, if you like this game. So, <laughs> so the only bone that I have to pick with other outlets that have made this their game of the year that made no mention of Half Life Alex. Ooh, yeah, that's where I'm like. I don't know if I can trust your opinion. <laughs> you guys are sus right now. <laughs> that or I don't know, whatever. That's just like your opinion, man. Yep. Um, that Hades was the game of the year, which you know what? That's true. That's all these are our opinions. There's probably a lot of people that disagree <laughs> yeah. with what we just picked for our top fives. Cause mind you, none, like neither of us mentioned the last of us two. Yeah. Did not mention Ghost of Tsushima. We did not mention uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. We did not mention all of these other games. And the reason, well, I know that I didn't mention them is because I did not play them. And I did not play them because I don't want to. It's because I just haven't had time to yet. And I know that I want to play those games. And I know that they're going to be amazing. Um, I just didn't get, I, I didn't get to them this year. Yeah, you could probably just make a list like that of, you know, best games that we didn't play. I'm I'm sure that those are excellent games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm like I really look forward to playing those games and even just straight up Spider-Man that was released in 2017, I still haven't played that. I still haven't played God of War. Mm-hmm. Like I'm falling behind on a lot of these PlayStation exclusives, but I intend to catch up and play them cuz yeah. like objectively they look like amazing games. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's so yeah. I just want to throw that out there for anyone that's like, "What the hell? You didn't mention Last of Us Two, or you didn't mention any of these other games?" Well, I didn't because I didn't play them, but I will. Yeah, 
Um, should we move on to our 100% accurate predictions of 2021 uh, or yes. slash aspirations? Well, yes, aspirations and predictions for 2021. <laughs> kind of a wish list, kind of a maybe this will happen and, be, and it would be cool if it does because we said it in this episode. Um, yeah, really the first thing that I have in here is I just hope that there's some form of Half-Life that is announced or rumored or something whether it's a new vr game or i i would even still be happy with a standard fps half-life um any way i can get more half-life would be great i'd prefer it in vr at this point um because it feels like that's where the series should be going now but uh but i'll i'll take i'll take half-life (laughs) three Yeah. Would you take it as a pill or injection? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. As long as it's more Half Life. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I can get it. Yeah. yeah. I'll even, yeah, never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just even talking about Alex Moore, it's like starting to get the uh, excitement going for me starting, as well. Yep. Yep. I know. Bit, I kind of want to play some more now. Yeah, and you're you're probably jealous of me that I haven't finished it yet, and I have yet more to experience. So, <laughs> to some extent, yes, but yes. to another extent, no. Yeah, because you've experienced I, I, it. I've got to experience it. It's freaking great. Yeah. Um, you go ahead on this next sure, one. Sure. The next one, uh, my my prediction for 2021 is everyone's gonna forget all of this stuff that's surrounding cyberpunk right now, and all of the drama because stuff's going to get fixed and then people will end up really loving it. Um, Which again, it's not on my top five list, but I acknowledge it is fun. And now that I found a way that I want to play the game, I'm very much looking forward to playing more. Yeah. I I look forward to playing it. Also, I'm also really excited for when it's going to be, you know, a little bit more of a, yeah it's a little more stable and you know i realize that you know that don't be confused you know i'm I'm. Sh- it sounds mostly fine on pc as long as you've got the hardware to run it that's yeah. um you know the complaint that i've heard is that the um you know system yeah. requirements are kind of high well and the, the like recommended specs yeah. are laughable yeah, exactly. They're they're yeah. Like recommends a GTX 1060 and like a couple other things and like people that are that have been at least that I've seen that are playing with recommended specs. They're like, no, this plays like crap. Like yeah, play it well above the recommended specs. Exactly. So it's like they almost there was a line that they couldn't cross. What's the highest that we can recommend? <laughs> okay, this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping we're hoping for a Switch revision. And okay, so if if um, Nintendo announces a Switch Pro, is this something just on basic concept that you, this is something that you want? Do you want a revision to the Switch? It it depends. It would have to be it would have to be something kind of significant because yeah. what, what if it like, was a TV only console? Let's just say. Ooh. Actually, probably not then. Oh, okay. If it if it was if it was console like two year TV only, I'd probably stick with the hardware I have. Yeah, because I I feel like for a handheld system, it has 
a really good amount of power. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It's been yeah. out for almost four years now. Um, but it, I, I feel like it's very acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I probably play 70% of the time in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. Um, even with not leaving my house. <laughs> it's it's the thing that usually like, um, if I'm going to go like in my partner is watching a, just like one of her TV shows, like if I'm going to go also just be present so that I'm available and we can like talk and whatever, and she's going to watch her show, I'll bring my switch out and play something. So yeah, if it was straight up TV, like TV mode only, I might pass it over. But if it was a, if it was an upgrade to th- the same type of hardware where it can be docked and not docked, and it's like a way more stable frame rate, it's like you know makes things prettier. Um, then sure, I, I would consider it. Yeah, I I'm really kind of excited because you know I I got the 1.0 version, you know the day one uh, switch, yeah. and. Same. The, the revisions that they've done are really enticing, but I just can't quite justify it since it doesn't offer any sort of new functionality besides like longer battery life. Um, yeah. And I like being able to dock the console so the Switch Lite isn't for me either. I would just like a little bit more, you know, maybe on a little more performance, like just be able to, you know. What if, what if they didn't release a Switch Pro? Since you're talking about more about dock stuff, what if they release an upgraded dock that had yeah, hardware in so it. So as you were talking about it, I was thinking that that would be a really good idea. Actually, I came to the same conclusion. That, that would be potentially my compromise right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if it's, I, but but that would also be kind of weird. Yeah, it, it would be, but I think that would be kind of cool if you, okay, this dock upscales to 4K. That, that would be pretty feel cool. very like Sega CD of Nintendo. Yeah, you know, possibly. <laughs> um, though I just or thirty two X. The dock might be my least favorite thing about the Switch. I mean, I love that it docks, but the design of it the itself, dock itself. Yeah, it's just like I always feels like it's ready to fall over on me when I'm trying to plug stuff in. And I feel like for as big as it is, it should do more than it actually does. <laughs> gotcha. So that's that's kind of my idea. Should be more it. than a USB hub. Yeah, exactly. And video, like video connector. Yeah, so I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, like my prediction is that, you know, NVIDIA's been doing a lot of great work um, on their new Shield TV that does upscaling to 4K. They're saying like, cancel your Netflix 4K subscription because if you can get 1080p Netflix and let this thing upscale, you'll be getting a very, very comparable experience. Nice. So, um you know, whether that can be applied to gaming or not, you know, remains to be seen. <laughs> I'm sure it could. Something yeah. like DLSS. Yeah, like DLSS. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for calling that out yeah. because um, NVIDIA makes that too. So if yep. they could somehow get that running on the Switch, I think that that would... Um, yeah, even yeah, even if they just did it that way where they just did like a dock upgrade that adds DLSS. Ooh, oh my goodness. Then... Um, that could keep prices reasonable yeah, and it could make a significant visual impact. I mean, I would, and then my wish list too, is if they, if it was a new switch, um, if it could have, 
you know, maybe a little smaller bezels and a slightly larger screen with a slightly higher resolution. I think that would be like, that'd be really cool if you like just 1080p screen instead of yep, 720. Well, I'd be happy with that if it just stopped right there, you know, just like a, a slightly sharper screen to where make those games pop in handheld 1080p OLED. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, then you'd be looking at like a four to $500 handheld. Yeah, that, that I guess that's really it. And then if you know they release, um, I'm I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. If they release Breath yeah, of the Wild two alongside with this thing, I think that'd be awesome. That would be. Do you think that's gonna come out in 2021? Uh, I think so because I feel like the biggest release from Nintendo this year was Animal Crossing. Yeah. So I feel like Breath of the Wild two or. Uh, I know that you put Metroid Prime Four on here. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I feel like we'll get a Metroid Prime Four trailer in 2021. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll see something of it, and then maybe it'll surface in 2022, 2023. I don't know. I I also never played a Metroid Prime game, which kind of makes me sad. So um, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, which I do have Prime on the GameCube though, because I saw it at a good price. Uh, and know that I want to play it. So um, anyway, another thing that I'm going to say is a prediction, but really it's just a wish, <laughs> Yeah, is that Microsoft is going to announce full backwards compatibility uh, on the Series X and full backwards compatibility, meaning throw in an Xbox disc or an Xbox 360 disc and yeah. it plays. That's not Crimson Skies or or Psychonauts, like <laughs> some one of those other games. You know, any of those yes. other games. <laughs> not just Star Wars Battlefront Two, but like all of them. Yep. Um, we'll see if that if anything like that can even happen because of licensing and other things. But like that that is my big desire for Xbox is full backwards compatibility on the Series X. Um, that that would make it a much more uh, urgent purchase of a Series X for me um, if we get that full backwards compatibility. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what they're doing is, right, is they're downloading a specific version of the game to once you, it reads the disc, right, and then it just verifies the license. And Yeah. I mean, if they could get some sort of emulator kind of going to where they're just reading off the disc and making it run and look pretty on the Series X, that would be... That'd be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my big prediction slash really just dream. <laughs> yeah, since we're speaking of dreams, Overwatch 2? Yeah. I mean, it's not a dream. It exists. It's been announced, yeah. right? I mean Yes, it has been announced, but I don't it, know. I don't know if I, I it might maybe it's supposed to come this year. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I I very much look forward to the release of that. Um because unless anything has changed, they're going to keep, uh, they're going to roll all the multiplayer into everyone who already owns Overwatch. You get to play all the new Overwatch 2 multiplayer content. Uh, the only thing you have to pay for, if I'm not mistaken, is the PvE content, mm. um, which I'm looking forward to some new co op content in Overwatch. I think that could be really fun. Yeah, it, it could be really fun, but it's like at the same time, um, it's it's almost like they're trying to talk me out of buying this thing. 
which is <laughs> kind of funny. It's like, oh, well, you don't have to though. Like you could just keep playing the way you're playing. I'm like, that sounds nice too. Um, yeah. Although, you know, I, I, I'm not going to make the mistake. I, I wish I would have just got the uh, Origins edition on PC when it came out, but I just couldn't. I, it might still be five bucks for an upgrade. Oh, right oh that might, that might be worth it just cause I want, I need more skins. I need them. <laughs> I, can't, I can't live without them any longer. Um, well, so I, plenty more, plenty more to plenty more time to play. We have until the 5th of January to play through this uh, winter event. Yeah. I think it was a great decision at the time since I didn't really play much overwatch for years that passed, but <laughs> it was, yeah. now I'm kind of like, Oh, that would have been cool to have that content. So I'll take a, I'll take a look. I'll see what's yeah, here. There's a, there's a tracer skin. There's a 76 skin. Uh, I think there's other stuff that I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's also, I think there's a Sigmas or I'm sorry, Bastion skin, but, uh, Oh yeah, you're right. There is but, one. I don't remember if I unlocked that one or not. I guess it's exclusive. I, I yeah, you can't I think, I think it's ex- them. yeah, I think they're exclusive to the Origins edition. Okay. Um, well, I know that's everything on our list for our aspirations or predictions of 2021. You got anything else? You know, I I, I don't think so. May it be a uh, much more normal year, whatever normal is now? Um, yes. I, I really hope that we get... Uh, vaccines to everybody in a timely manner um and that you know we can go back to safely seeing friends and family members and not having to wear a mask all the time and um but you know you do what you got to do during during these times um yeah for now i think as long as i need to but you know it'd it'd be nice to not have to worry about that uh as like a daily thing yeah, for now, it's like a good time to stay inside and play video games. And yeah, I'm going to tr- probably try streaming here in the near future too. Nice. So we'll try and get that, you know, going. I want to, I want to interact with people, um, even though I, I can't do that in person. So yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun for the little bits of streaming that I've done so far. Yeah. I like a nice uh, chat with people, look up retro game time machine um, on Twitch and I'll, I'll try and host from that channel or something. So You'll get notifications, so. Sweet. Well, we got anything else before we say our goodbyes uh, to everyone for 2020 and then meet with everyone again a week from today when we talk about A Link to the Past? That's that's it. That's all I got. And, uh, and, you know, have a a happy and safe new year. (laughs) Yes, we still have... uh, a few days of 2020 left as I called out before. So uh, everyone stay safe out there, wear your masks, uh, be, be kind and courteous to your fellow human being. Um, and thanks for listening to the show. We know that there are a lot of podcast. <laughs> we know that there are a lot of podcast options out there. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. Uh, as we mentioned before, you can check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com uh, where you can read the description of this episode and other past episodes and future episodes. Um, 
You can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor and Spotify and Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. Uh, so please come and join us next time where we talk about The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And bye-bye for now. See you.